0: Welcome to 2021, our year of the supernatural. We believe that in this year, as prophesied, your life will go above and beyond the natural, and that it will be positively and supernaturally changed through this sermon. The teaching you're about to listen to by our anointed shepherd, Pastor Boni Bahati, will challenge you, strengthen, and transform you to live the victorious life you were created to enjoy. Listen and be blessed. Father, I ask that you speak to us today Speak to us And lay this burden in our hearts On why we need to win souls Father, winning souls Is the main reason why you came into this world You didn't come for me to drive a car You didn't come for me to live in a passe. But you came that I may win souls And bring them to you So Lord, today as I preach I ask that you lay a burden in the hearts of the people Go forth and win souls and make you happy. May we begin to become wise and to shine like the stars of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. So soul winning is an all-important job. Soul winning is an all-important job. Tell about neighbor, soul winning is an all-important job. It is a job of bringing unsaved people to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a job of bringing unsaved people to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, soul winning can be accomplished through different ways. Soul winning can be accomplished through different ways. It can be accomplished through personal evangelism, like what we are doing, anakazo, one man. Soul winning can be accomplished through one man November, personal evangelism, person to person, people to people evangelism. So winning can also be accomplished through crusades. Do you know crusades? Have you heard of crusades? One, one day when we start our, our, our Healing Jesus campaign, we will travel all across Africa yes. doing campaigns in Jesus' name. Yes. yes, that's also one way of winning souls. Another way of winning souls is through books, Christian literature. The writing of books can lead many to salvation. I remember I read a story of a a man of God in in Europe who wrote books and mailed them to different houses. He wrote over 10,000 books. And out of those 10,000 books, almost 2,000 people gave their lives to Jesus because of books, books on salvation. So soul winning can be done through books, Christian literature. It can be done through crusades. It can be done through personal evangelism. It can be done through missionary work. Like how we've sent missionaries in Machakos in Eldoret and in Nyeri what they are doing is winning souls so while they are there they are becoming wise and they are beginning to shine because they are doing what they are winning souls tell your neighbor neighbor missionary work is an opportunity to win wean souls winning souls can also be done through gospel festivals like what we're going to be having on the 12th of December. You'll see the promo soon. We're going to be having a cantata in the streets. We're going to put up a stage and screens on the streets. Our intention is to win souls. You see those things you go for, eh, the things that you go for, eh? such things. We're going to put up a stage and have such things. But our intention will not be to have fun. Our intention will be, of course, yes, we will have fun. But after we've had fun, we will win souls. Tell me, we will win souls. Will you win souls with me? Yeah. That's our intention. So the oldest method of winning the lost has been through sacrificing of the lives of missionaries who gave themselves for the salvation of entire nations, entire tribes, and entire people. The salvation. Missionaries sacrifice themselves. Like, do you know how salvation came into Kenya? It came through missionaries. One missionary that is so famous, is is goes by the name Dr. Livingstone. Have you heard of Dr. Livingstone? He was a missionary. By the way, some of you confuse missionaries with colonialists. (laughs) It's true. People confuse the the two. Missionaries were not colonialists, but they had come from uh, uh, the colonial countries. Or actually, some of you confuse missionaries and explorers, but some missionaries doubled up as explorers, like Livingstone, because as he was coming up, he discovered the, the falls, so it was he, he called it the Livingstone Falls. That is, is it Zambia? It's Zambia or Zimbabwe? Either of those two countries. So you con- Zimbabwe. So you confuse the two, so you start attacking missionaries the same way you attack colonialists. Missionaries came to bring you good news. Actually, do you know, in Kenya, most schools were started by missionaries? Most of the schools you went to. Alliance is a missionary school. Alliance, do you know why we call it Alliance? Alliance was started with missionaries from AIC, from PCA, and ACK. It's called the Alliance of Christian Missionaries. That's why it's called Alliance School. Because it's a combination of three missionaries. You didn't know know your school. (laughs) Look at this one. (laughs) Mangu Mangu is a missionary school. Catholic. Which other one? Maryhill Hill is a missionary. A lot of big schools in Kenya were missionary-oriented. It is missionary who started them. So they' not only brought us salvation, they also brought us civilization. Actually, it is said where the church went, civilization came. The church was the agent of civilization, because they would start a church and also start schools. So a lot of people would study in their schools and fellowship in the churches. So a church was the agent of civilization. That's why they say all roads lead to Rome. All roads lead to Rome. I'm just here. All roads. Have you heard that saying? All roads lead to Rome. There is, have you we've never heard that saying? But you wrote composition. You didn't say, Well, I woke up in the morning, as the birds were screaming outside, and the wind was blowing, and the aroma from the kitchen, I went to the Frog's Kingdom, and I saw all the roads were leading to Rome. Every Every house had upstairs in composition. When I ran downstairs, I found my mother Making, preparing breakfast. Sumptuous breakfast. Finger licking. Mouth delicacy. Mouth watering. Ah, it's a lie. Anywho, the reason why they say all roads lead lead to Rome was because it is the Romans that built roads. And they built roads where the churches were. So they were building roads to connect their empire. So eventually, all roads led to Rome, Italy. Because that's where the church was. You understand? The headquarters of the church was there at that time. So all the roads led. So where their church was, there was a road. So missionaries did a great work. They sacrificed their lives. Missionaries had a policy called burning sheep. Burn sheep would mean when we go to a certain country, when we get there, we burned the ship we came with. Literally burned the ship. And the reason why they would burn the ship is because they said, we are coming here to die. We are not going back. We either saved this them. A lot of missionaries, by the way, used to travel with their coffins. When they are being sent, they were sent alongside their coffins. Because they knew, I'm not coming back. They knew I'm not coming back. They sacrificed their dear lives for you and me. If they never did that, you would not know Jesus today. Jesus would have died on the cross, but you, that news would never have gotten to you. There were men who were willing to die that you may know Jesus. That's why the same thing today we are doing. We are willing to send men to go forth and die so that other men can know Jesus. It is inconceivable if you find the cure of cancer and you keep it to yourself, right? It's inconceivable. How can you find the cure of cancer as a country? And we say we are not going to tell other countries. Yet they are also dying of the same. Is it a good thing? So how come you find the cure of sin, the cure of struggle, the cure of hell, and you keep it to yourself? And the cure of all these things is Jesus. So soul winning is you going forth to win souls and giving people the cure of the world. So we win souls. Because it is a great command from God. And it is inconceivable of us, Susan, to have a clear instruction. Not only an instruction, to have a clear mandate. To have a clear authority. And we keep it to ourselves. It is sad that you are born again and you are going to heaven. And your neighbor next door doesn't know Jesus and is going to hell. Because there is only one place people go to. Either heaven or hell. There is no purgatory. When I'm preaching, I don't like movement, young man. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. There is no purgatory. You are either going to heaven or hell. So it is so sad that your neighbor will go to hell. And you, my dear, with your beautiful smile, make it to heaven. You can't be selfish like that. You know hell is a place of eternal damnation. Now, I'm a Ama maka. Amagas bana. When the banner is hot and you didn't know, ukakuja ukaishika. Ama sufuria. Ama pasi. Eh? Kapienga. What's that? Eh? You, you you see your speed is dead. <laughs> Tell your neighbor neighbor. How was it? He's telling me Kapienga. <laughs> and do you get burnt with that? Yeah, even that thing has it burnt you? Those who are used to smoke weed. What how did, what did what what was the reaction? <laughs> You almost called your mother. By the way, let me, let me teach you something. When you go to a place where it's very cold, when you go to a place that is very cold, don't take something hot. For example, if you go to somewhere like Kinangob, don't take something hot. Because the, the temperature of the atmosphere lies to you that even that cup is not hot. So when you take the tea, it is at boiling point. But doesn't look like it's at boiling point. It doesn't even have those steam coming out. It's still. So when you take, you can actually burn your whole throat. I did that. I just <coughs> <coughs> That's when I knew that you don't do that. So imagine that is just natural flame. Now, for seconds. Now, how will it be when you go to a place where you are burning continually with fire made of sulfur? Because the Bible says in hell, the fire is sulfur. But your sulfur is shangi. It has a pungent smell. Those who did chemistry. So, not only are you burning, you're also choking. How many have ever choked of smoke? Have you choked? Was it a good thing? You felt like you were dying. Right? So in the same manner, eh? in hell, you will not only be burning, you will be choking. You will be doing what? You will be choking. Is it a good thing that if you allow your friend? You know the Bible says that in hell, you'll be asking for a drop of water. A drop. Not a lot of water. A drop. Like Tonela Amarji. Because the thirst in hell is inconceivable. You can't speak about it. And you are here seated, comfortable, happy. They're saying, me, I'm waiting for the day I'll make it to heaven. But your neighbor who is sitting next to you right now might not be going to heaven with you. Or some of you say, ah, me, I don't believe in heaven or hell. Sweetheart, whether you believe it in it or not, it does not change anything. <laughs> it believes in you. Hell believes in you. Heaven believes in you. And is waiting for you. Whether you believe in it or not, your, your lack of belief in it or not does not eliminate it. It's like, it's like a mathematical formula. <laughs> if you believe in the formula or not, if you, li- if you believe in pi r squared or not, it doesn't change it. If you want to find the circumference, you have to use pi r squared. Whether you like it, whether you believe is the correct thing, <laughs> same thing with heaven or hell. Whether you believe in it or not, It is there. It doesn't change anything. And I would rather die believing heaven was there, than die not believing it was there. And when I die, I find it. I find it. Because it will be very painful. Because you can't go back. You can't go back. If you listen to the stories of the near-death experience, people who have gone through near-death experience. They say while they were in that state of death, everything did not matter. Nothing mattered. The cars they drive, the houses they lived in, the family they left behind, nothing mattered. The only thing that mattered to them at that point is where are they going? The destination is all that was in their mind. It's all that mattered. Hey Lord, I want to make it to heaven. Bible says, Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And sell Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. So the flame was tormenting. I have asked you a simple question. Have you burnt your finger? You said yes. If that fire was tormenting enough, how much more fire that is burning from your toe to your head, from your head to your toe? And the Bible says, when you for a time with no end, you don't want to say that so only day one. So I not go, we have five more days have to talk. No. It's time with no end. You're burning every day if there are days. Hey. So, why do we win souls? Number one. Number one. Number one. We win souls because winning souls is the heartbeat of Jesus. You must become a soul winner. Because soul winning is the heartbeat of Jesus. Luke 19 verse 10. The Bible says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Son of Man has come to save and to seek that which was lost. The Son of Man did not come to give you a car, even though you will have one. The Son of Man did not come to give you a house, even though you'll have one. The Son of Man did not come to give you new clothes, even though you'll have one. He came that he may seek and save that which was lost. So the heartbeat of Jesus is souls. The heartbeat of Jesus is what? So you must become a soul winner because that is the heartbeat of Jesus. And if that's the heartbeat of Jesus, that means that's the most important part of the ministry of Jesus. is the core of his ministry on earth. So anybody who participates with him in that area participates in the most important part of the ministry of Jesus Christ. You must become a soul winner because a soul winner is in the heartbeat of Jesus. How many heartbeats does your heart beat per minute? 72. So you see, for every 72 heartbeats, like, boom, boom, for every heartbeat, the heart of Jesus is not saying, pump blood, pump blood, it's saying, souls, 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 souls. What keeps the heart of Jesus running is the souls of men. You see, blood keeps your heart running, right? What is cardiac arrest? Cardiac arrest is when there's not enough blood going into the heart, So the heart is not able to pump anything. So the the heart begins to pump air. So because of that, there's cardiac arrest. Then you die. So what flows into the heart of Jesus and out of the heart of Jesus is souls of men. Souls of men. Souls of men. So anybody who participates in winning souls, you participate in the heartbeat of Jesus. A lot of Christians today have neglected the heartbeat of Jesus. They have neglected the power of Jesus. They have neglected the very thing that Jesus came to die for, and are looking for things that don't matter. A lot of churches today no longer teach about soul winning. They teach about how you'll become rich, how you'll drive nice cars. The ministry of soul winning has been relegated, the, and the ministry of getting cars, driving a good a, a good house, or rather living in a good house, driving a good car has taken center stage. But guess what? Jesus did not come that you may have a good house. Jesus even did not come that you will have a wife or a husband. No. Even if Jesus never came, you will still have your husband. Because the Bible says, And a man shall leave his father and mother, and they shall clean another, and they shall become husband and wife. Way before Jesus came, that instruction was there. So he never came that Meshach will have a wife. Jesus came that the souls of men would make it to heaven. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. So if you want to be be a friend of Jesus, you must be a friend of the things he's a friend to. And Jesus is a friend of sinners. Because he came to seek and to save the lost. He came to seek and to save the lost. So reason number one why you must be a soul winner is because soul winning is the heartbeat of Jesus. Pastor Mark gave you how many reasons? Five. Four. So this is number five. He gave you four or five? Four. So this is number five. You can continue from there. Number six. You must be a soul winner because winning prevents church splits. You must become a soul winner because soul winning prevents church splits. When your church members are engaged in the fruitful activities of winning souls. They have no time to quarrel and have no time to have divisions. Anytime you see a church that is always full of quarrels, the members are quarreling the pastor. The pastor is quarreling the members. The members are quarreling amongst each other. It's because they have lost the main focus. They have done what? They have lost the main focus as to why they are in church in the first place. When you win, souls, you are so busy that you don't mind who is going out with who. You don't mind who is marrying who. The day you start seeing that you're minding who is marrying who, who is going out with who, just know you've lost focus of the main thing. So because of that, churches splits and there's divisions. In the you see, this side does not speak to this side. The front part does not speak to the back side. Why? Because other than concentrating on the main thing why the church was instituted, we are busy concentrating on things that are petty and mundane, things that mean nothing to us. What does, have, what, what does it have to do with what the pastor is dressing? Why should it concern you, the type of clothes I wear? Even if I decide to come naked here, why should it, what should it concern you? Why should it concern you? Why should you be concerned with where where we eat with my wife? Is that the reason why we're in church? Are we in church that you get concerned with where Kasioka lives? Or where the pastors live? You are so idle. To mind me, those are called mundane things. Things that are, are insignificant. Things that don't matter. Touch splits are a product of people not winning souls. People becoming idle. You see, your love group will split why? People have become idle. They are no longer winning souls in the love group. When they meet, it's become, it's become a center of gossip. It can degenerate and become a center of gossip. That's where you see you meet on those days to discuss people. You update one another. Oh, I saw Joy and the husband going to the hub. I wondered why are they going to the hub and they don't look like they have money for the hub? I said those ones must have pleased. She looked upset. Even this morning when Pastor Joy was coming in, in the morning when she was alighting her car, she banged the door, boom, and left the husband to go and park. Then I said to myself, Kunashida Maali. Kuna kizungumkuti, Tuwaombe. They'll always end looking spiritual. I want us to pray for them. I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw that I'm the wife to Pastor Mark. And the wife is still there. She's a, the, I, I, in the dream, I saw that the wife to Pastor Mark is not the actual wife. She's a distraction. I'm the one who was supposed to be there. Pastor Mark actually told me in the dream there's an error spiritually. I want to correct it. I need to rise up and take my position. I am Esther. I want to replace Vashti. Ah, really? The Lord spoke to you. Wow. The reason why you have such dreams, the reason why you have such dreams, is because you're very idle. The Bible says, "Out of the business of the day, dream cometh." So you've been dreaming like that because when you see Pastor Mark, you salivate. Yes. That's why you've been dreaming like that. Satan will bind you. cannot be Vashti, rather you cannot be Esther. I ask in the dream, Lord, shall I pursue? Will I overtake? Shall I recover? And Pastor Mark told me, yes, over pursue, overtake, for you shall surely shindu shaitani. You've lost the main aim. You've lost the main aim. You are idle. The aim is no longer souls of men. The aim is now a comfortable life. Do you know why you are looking for sponsors, girls? Do you know why you want someone to take you to Dubai? It's because you've lost the main aim. You've lost the main aim. Now you are concerned with who is going to Dubai with who. You are concerned with who is dating Pastor Genio because every Sunday he has new suits. I wish I was the, I was the girl. Who is always next to a man with new suits? He must have new, because so that I can be having new dresses as well. Ah. Ah. Don't rely on dreams and visions. Look, tell your neighbor, neighbor. We don't rely on dreams and visions. The Bible says, as many as are led of the Spirit, they are the sons of God. As many as are, they are what? not led of dreams and visions. Dreams and visions are a product of the fallen man. Do you know that some of our dreams are not true? Majority of our dreams and visions. The Bible says, for we see in a dimly mirror. We see in a dimly mirror. So most of the visions you see, 90% of the visions are not true. Do you know how many voices speaks to you? Before you know the voice of Jesus. Do you know how many voices are speaking to you? Before you know this is the voice of God. If me, your pastor, up to now, I cannot be, I'm i not 100% sure that this is the voice of God. I just walk by faith. It takes time. You, you just had one dream out of your Ugali. Now you had God. And you are full in the first place. And you know, anytime you are full, you have started having dreams. Ukishiba lazima Come on, we're watching. Yeah, anytime you're full, you have to dream. You dream. Hey, tell our neighbor when we win souls, we will focus on the most important things souls of men. So we don't have church splits. We don't have Sister A does not speak to Sister B, Sister B does not speak to Sister C. Because, because Sister C and, and, and Sister B want Brother A. And Brother A wants Sister Z. So he, wa- he wants none of the two. And Sister C has new shoes. And Sister B does not have shoes, so I not speak to her. You've been just dealing with mundane things. Things that don't matter. You have to win souls to avoid church splits. Are we together? Let the main thing be the main. Jesus instituted the church for soul winning. And the church is the bride of Christ. The bride means the wife. So Jesus expects you as a wife to produce more. Stop doing that. To produce what? Number what? Number seven. If you have a problem, go outside, brother. Don't do that, eh? number seven, then number seven number eight. you must be a soul winner because soul winning generates divine support and protection you must be a soul winner because soul winning generates divine support and protection so there's a famous uh, uh, what is his name there's a famous missionary who said the following words he said It's not in our choice to spread the gospel or not. It's our death if we don't. It's not in our choice to spread the gospel or not. It's our death if we don't. If you don't spread the gospel, it's for your death. You will die. Protection is given to people who are winning souls. When you win souls, you generate divine support for all that you are doing. Look, as you read your Bible, you will discover that soul winning generates heavenly joy. So there is a heavenly response to each and every soul won to the Lord. Am I saying that in the Bible? Luke 15, verse 7. Luke 15, verse 7. The Bible says, I say to you likewise that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who did no repentance. So when one sinner comes like this, the joy in heaven is crazy. They rejoice more than a church full of 10,000 people. They are happy that one has been added to the 10,000. And there's a lot of joy. Verse 10. Verse 10. Likewise, I said to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So even the angels join in celebrating that one sinner has come to the Lord. One sinner has come to the Lord. They join and dance. So winning souls... Generates heavenly joy. And because when heaven is happy, earth is blessed. So earth begins to be protected. By earth, I mean you and me. Because we've made heaven happy. Why are ministers protected? Cabinet secretaries by the government of Kenya. Because what they do makes the president happy. So the president is mandated to always protect them because what they are doing is making him happy by fulfilling his manifesto. So in the same manner, when you win souls, you make the kingdom of God rejoice. The kingdom of God is happy. The kingdom of God is honored. Therefore, tell them therefore, divine protection is granted to you. Are we together? So churches must know why they exist. And churches exist to generate souls for heaven. It's like embassies. Embassies exist to represent their government from which they came. Right? Similarly, churches are heavenly embassies. This church is a heavenly embassy. We are here to win souls. We are here to represent the kingdom in which we came from. We grant people access to the kingdom we come from. The same way embassies grant access, like when you're traveling to any country, you have to visit the embassy of that country in your nation to ask for a visa to that country unless it is a visa-free or visa on arrival country, right? Is it true? So in the same manner, when people come to church they are here to receive visas that will allow them to get to heaven and the visa they receive. Is the gift of salvation, which we got free. So a lot of us pray that God will keep us from evil. But do you know that divine protection is made available for all who take part in doing God's will? Divine protection is not for everybody, not everybody is protected by God, by the way. It's good I, I stop that and I stop here and say that. Not everybody, tell neighbor, not everybody Is under divine protection The Bible says in Psalms 91 verse 14 Psalms 91 and verse 14 Because he had set his love upon me Therefore I will deliver him Because he has set his love upon me Therefore I will deliver him I will set him on high because he has known my name. Because he has set his love upon me, I deliver him. When you begin to love God and love the things that God does, he begins to protect you. Verse 15. Verse 15. He shall come upon me and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble. Who will be with him? Who is that person that God will be with? The one who loves the Lord and does the things of God. I, the Lord, will be with him. That is to say, there are people that God is not with. You know, I hear people say, oh, we are all children of God. All of us, God loves us. By the way, we are all children of God. But not all of us are sons of God. And protection is for sons, not for children. Bible says, I came that I may make you sons of God. As many as received him, he gave them power to become sons of God. As many as did what? So that one who has become a son of God, by heaven to be protected. Heavens begin to protect him. Heavens begin to watch over him. Hello, neighbor, neighbor, heaven will only watch over you if you do what, God, what makes God happy if you're in the will of God. You will only be protected when you're in the will of God. You cannot be out of the will of God and you expect God to, to, to protect you. It's like prosperity. You only prosper when you're in the will of God. If you're not in the will of God, you can work so hard. Eh? You can work your are off. You get it. But I can tell you for a fact, you will never be rich. Prosperity will... Look at how your parents have been working hard. They are overworking up to date. Are they prosperous? But someone else is just walking a little here, a little there. And all of a sudden, just serving God. And the guy is, boom! You say Illuminati. You know a lot of Africans, when they can't explain something, they say it's Satan. I don't know why Africans think like that. You give too much credit to Satan. Even people in Kikuyu, they say that this one is rich, like the devil. I beshata goma. I don't understand how Africans think. Where superstition is high, thinking is less. A lot of you, there is a no number of people who are in you think? Yeah, the pastor in the world. He is in the world. Not to say that witchcraft is not there. But he says, <laughs> I don't are what to I not know what to what is in your name? The only thing in your name is your ID. So, Pastor Genio, pray for me. You are just not in the will of God. So, there is no divine protection. If you are in the will of God, Golda, God will protect you, God will take care of you. That's why it's very, it's, it's, it's very hard to grog a pastor. Because they know the thing will backfire on them. The thing will backfire on them. Because there is divine protection. I will be with him in trouble. I, the Lord, am with him. If the Lord is with me, who can be against me? Who? If God is with me, genuine. Look, if I have five bouncers here and you come to attack me, should I be worried? And you're not coming with a gun. You're not coming with a weapon. You're just coming with combat. You want, you want physical, martial arts. You want to fight me. Do I even need to be worried? I just need to move back and watch the drama unfold. Right? I just watch it on View Sasa. So when God is with me, I am divinely protected. I don't need to be worried. At, oh, they want to fire me that they can take my position. Who will fire you when you are doing the will of God? Who will, who will take your position? That is why you're always scared. Oh, they will take my position at work. They will fire me. And they will do this. And they will do that. You know why you are all, you're, 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 all that is happening to you? It's simple. You're not doing the will of God. So there's no divine protection. I told you when you win souls, you generate joy in heaven. That joy makes them say, we have to protect that person to continue making us happy. Because if he's protected, we'll always be happy. If he's not protected, our joy is over. So angels say, let's guard him. That's what the Bible says, the scripture I showed you in Luke. The angels were happy that one soul came to the Lord. So when the angels were happy, they came to protect you. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll be what? Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God, over one sinner who repents. So when the angels are happy, they say, let's be with him in trouble. Let's protect him in trouble. Go back to Psalms. Tell a neighbor, you will be protected if you serve God. Verse 16. Verse 16. Quickly. Hey. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. With what? This divine protection and what else? Long life. The point was divine protection and support. The support of long life. The support of long life. Do you want to live for long? Do you want to live for long? Then be in the will of God. And the will of God is souls. The ticket to a long life is souls. The ticket, do you want to live for long? Just win souls. Just win souls. You don't have to eat greens. Managu you don't have to torture yourself with all those things. Just win souls, win souls. Kosa kula managu win souls. You'll see, you'll live long. Kula managu kosa win souls. You see, you will die. You don't have to abandon sugar. No. Where kula skariako win souls, you will live long. Because who gives health? It's God. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, when you want divine protection, you have to know what you to do to get it. So when you set your love on God to please him, God says that he will deliver you. So when you set your love on God to please him, God says that he will deliver you. I believe that because of what I am doing, I'm in the will of God. And perhaps that's the only reason why I am still alive today. I can say this just like Paul. I have had near-death experiences. When I was born, I was born premature. I was born six months. And you know, you're supposed to full-time is nine months. But I was born six months. So I knew. Or oh, my mother knew. I did not know because I <laughs> so was still young. <laughs> my mother knew I was wise. <laughs> I was born wise. <laughs> you. You want to join your friend here? So my mother knew. That for me to survive, she has to have a covenant with God. So she, gave her, she made a covenant with God and told God, if this boy survives, this young man will be a prophet. So that covenant is what kept me alive. When I was growing up, I, had, I was riding my bike. I fell down. I broke my hand. Was it my No, I was riding a wheelbarrow, actually. Not a, not a bike. It was a wheelbarrow. <laughs> I'm serious. We were with our houseboy, so there was a wheelbarrow there where we used to live. It was a construction site, so they used to leave their wheelbarrows when they are they are not using them. So he he would take the wheelbarrow, and I would sit on it, and he would push me. We would go for a ride. So we would go for the ride. You'd go fast. So I thought I can become a makanga. You see how they don't knock a combat. So I was trying to do that. So as I as I jumped, I was a tiny boy. I was like five or six years. So when I jumped, because of what I had been seeing, I did not know that there's a way you jump. You don't just jump because of the force of gravity. There's a way you have to know how to play with gravity. So me, I just went still. I fell and broke my hand. So I have realized that I'm only alive today because of the mercies of God. I can, you can be in a plane, and the plane almost gets an accident. Yeah. Look, There's a possibility, yeah? Right? There's a possibility of error. Look, another day I was so tired, I was driving my car and I found myself sleeping and I'm driving. I I was almost going into a ditch twice. The first time I was almost hitting another car, the second time I was almost going into a ditch. So I just realized I was so fatigued and I didn't want to rest, I still wanted to work. So I just realized that if the Lord had not kept me, I would be dead. So just like Apostle Paul, I survived today, not because of anything else. Hey, Master, where did Apostle Paul say that? 2 Corinthians 11. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 23. The Bible says, are you ministers of Christ? He says, I speak as a fool, because at this point he had been annoyed by some people. I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. Like Ali Chapua. You remember Paul was beaten 49 minus 1. Is it 49 or 39? Or oh, 40 minus 1, yeah, to make it 39. He was beaten 40 minus 1, the Bible says. Stripes. Jesus was beaten how many? Uh, how many stripes of Jesus beaten? Bible scholars. 39 or 40? 40 stripes. Bible scholars, remind me. I think it's 40 stripes, if I'm not mistaken. Paul was beaten, no, not 40. Because Paul was beaten less than Jesus. So forty-nine, 40 minus 1 is 39. Yeah, so Jesus was beaten 40, 40 stripes. If I'm not mistaken, you will confirm. 31, 39, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus and Paul. Paul, even him, 39. So he was beaten same. So he says in stripes above measure in prison more frequently he had been to prison so many times because of preaching the gospel so he knew that the reason why i go into prison and come out is because i'm winning souls if i'm not winning souls i would go to prison and die and you know you guys when you when you think about prison of when when we read the bible like prisons more often or more frequently the kind of prison you know is not the actual prison that's not a prison the prison of today cannot be compared to the prison of those days. The prison of those days you were in. You know the, reason, the prisons we have today is a product of the Geneva Convention that said a prisoner has right to food, has a right to sleep, and a right to what else? To, to a, a shelter. Eh? And daylight. And that, <laughs> <laughs> Is that part of the Geneva Convention? A right to entertainment. I only remember of a right to food, a right to accommodation, and a right to shelter, if I'm not mistaken. So in those days, there was not Geneva Convention. So a prisoner had no right. You'd be, you'd be in chains and in, in prison. You'd be night food. you poop there. Yeah. you poop there. So him being in prison often was in extreme conditions. But the Lord kept him alive because he was winning souls. Because a lot of people would go into prison and they die. Not many people go to prison and come out. Not many. Even in in today's world, a lot of people die in prison. The conditions are not good. I pray that nobody here will ever end up in prison. Nobody under the sound of my voice will ever end up in prison. Yeah, it's a bad place to go to. You, you know cell. Cell is not prison. Cell has benefits, quote-unquote, You're not supposed to be there more than 48 hours, right? 48 or 24? 48 hours. In the prison, you are there for good. You can be in one room. Look, one time we visited the prison, Langata Women's Prison. Ah, when you enter there, you feel like you're also a prisoner. I I was shaking. I was scared. I said, I would never want to be left here alone. I would never want to be left here alone. So Paul was saying, I've been in prison often. I've been in deaths often. He was shipwrecked. He had to go through so much. But all this, he was surviving because of what? The mercies of God. He was winning souls. So he was entailed, or rather he was entitled to divine protection and divine supply. Verse 24. From the Jewish, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. 40 stripes minus one. From the Jewish, five times. La, 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 la. So five times 39. How many stripes are those? One ninety-five. And you know there are stripes is not it is a, they ask are, you are, you are bitten by something called a scorpion. If you Google you'll see it. A scorpion. It had hooks. So if it lands on you even Jesus was bitten with the same thing. If it lands on you like this it comes out with skin. Because it, is, it, it has spikes. So how many times? Hundred and 195 times he went through that. 195 times. So maybe it was full of scars. Because they're not beaten on the bam bam. It's the back. It was it was severe punishment. That's why it was removed. It was deadly punishment. But he was doing all this because of souls. So he was permitted to be under divine protection. And Pastor. So if he was under divine protection, why were they beating him? He was in the will of God. Some of us, the will of God is that we suffer. We have to lose, to suffer, to sacrifice, and to die. You have to accept that as part of the theology you believe in. Look, Bishop Doug was telling us something that I found so powerful. He told us, when you choose to follow Jesus, expect that poverty that Jesus went through, you will go through it. Expect that. If you choose to follow Jesus, because the Bible says, no servant can become greater than his master. So, everything that Jesus went through, except that one day you'll go through it, there'll be sad days in your life. People will betray you in your life. You'll go through suffering in your life. You'll go through persecution in your life. You'll go through losing in your life. Because following Jesus is like me leaving Rongai and using Magadi Road to get to Langata, to get to Bomas. And Pastor Mark has gone before me. So, when Pastor Mark gets to MMU and the baboons begin to beat him, I should not start laughing at him. Because I'm also on the same road, heading the same direction. So what Pastor Mark saw, there's a high likelihood, I will see. If there was a hill at MMU, I should expect to find a hill at MMU. So if you're following Jesus, the same path he walked in, you will walk in it. The same path. Unless you don't want to follow Jesus. You know the Christians of today, when you start suffering kidogo, you say, Jesus has left me. My friend, who told you that? Paul had to go through 195 stripes of scorpion on his back. This is it. Thank you. That's how it was like. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, Paul had to go through this. How many are those? Four, five, six. So if it lands on you like this, six hooks are landing on you. So it is coming out with six times of skin. Then 195 times on the same back. On the same back. Let's continue seeing what he went through. Go back to our scripture. He was in prison. Number one. He had stripes. <laughs> number two. Three times I was beaten with rods. Rods. So your rod. Eh? Chuma. Three times. Come Three times. Pa! Pa. No, he. He doesn't say like one, two, three. No. It could be it could be ten times. Ten, ten, ten strokes of rods. Three different times. Three occasions. Once I was stoned. Once I was stoned. How many have been stoned here? And you want to leave Jesus just because you don't have rent? You didn't eat lunch. You want to leave Jesus. Somebody was stoned. And they continued. At your wife, I'm Jesus is not a good Jesus. Because if, if Jesus is good, how can I allow me to go through this? Victor was stoned. Yeah, by the way, Victor was stoned by a construction site. Stones fell. By the way, when, when, when you went through that, come. Tell, tell them the story. You're almost dying, right? Just one stone, he went. He was he was almost in a coma. <laughs> six stones, it
1: was six. Yeah. A block.
0: Oh. Use the microphone.
1: Yeah, so uh, we were. I was in a construction site. This is a pastor. I was in a construction site and I was helping some some guys who are putting up a, a pole. This pole of the electricity pole. Now the moment I went to help them, the pole
0: fell. Hit, uh,
1: yeah, fell. And hit the and hit a block of stones, and they all came. I was the one that I was the one who who was just down under yeah, directly under. Yeah, directly under. So they all came six
0: <laughs> <laughs> and hit you.
1: Yeah, and hit me. Six of them. Six of them. Why you not almost dying? Yeah, I was almost dying. I couldn't do my hands this way. He was almost paralyzed. Yeah. This is Jesus. Yeah. This is Jesus.
0: Now, thank you. Now, Paul was stoned three times. No, I was once stoned. And he's not being stoned at the Camaya accident. At the Mob justice. Intentional stoning. Yet, he says... That I was under divine protection. Three times I was shipwrecked. Like he got an accident in a ship. Three times. He got. He was in an accident. Three times. <laughs> a night and a day have been in the deep. Like he was in the sea. A night and a day. Look, I was sea for 24 hours. I've never been there, but I've watched movies of people there and documentaries. You know, a sea is a vast land that you don't know north, east, west and south. <laughs> you don't know which way if you go to. Actually, what torments you is that you don't know which way, if you go to, you'll get land. That's what torments you, because you, don't, you, you are not with a captain who has nods and nods that will show you if you take this path, we will get to where land is. So that torment of being in a place where you can't help yourself. He was there for 24 hours. And it is salty water. You can't drink it. So it isn't corrosive on your skin. Then they heat. Look, if you've been to Mombasa, you know how, how where, anywhere near sea how hot it is. Now the guy was in the deep for 24 hours. That's why there's no apostle as great as Paul. There's no apostle as great as him. Verse twenty-six. In journeys, often. In piles of waters, in piles of robbers. Hey, oh my God! In piles of my own countrymen, is it paths of peril, perils, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles in perils in perils in the city in perils in the wilderness in perils of in the sea and in perils among false brethren someone find us the definition of perils danger in danger of waters in danger of robbers in danger of my own countrymen like his own natives wanted to kill him or something in danger of gentiles in dangers of the city in dangers of the wilderness, in dangers of the sea, in dangers among false brethren. Because there will always be false brethren in the church. <laughs> Verse 27 In weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often. So sometimes he was in fastings because of hunger, not because he wanted. Yeah. Total there's no option. <laughs> In cold and nakedness. He was sleeping outside. Wewe kitu kidogo tu umeacha Yesu. Boyfriend wao amekuacha. Boyfriend alimekuaacha. Ta. Mwaamau <laughs> kuja hapa mbele. Unasema Yesu. Yonka anisa, Isa, one is Mamisha and Na maybe when you make a minimum, you want to die. That's how many I'm being a Kayap on Belle, and you can answer. i Tell your neighbor, neighbor, when you win souls, you receive divine protection. Fantastic. Number what? Look, before I go to number 6, so you can see that in all these things, God delivered Paul. And Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 38, that I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. From today I see as you begin to win souls God is going to deliver you. I see God delivering you now. I see God helping you in your time of trouble now. I see God standing with you because you have set your love on him now. In the name of Jesus Christ I see God standing with you because you've set your love on him now. Number number what? Number eight. You must be a soul winner because soul winning prevents you from polishing the same coin over and over. Luke 15, verse 8. You must be a soul winner because soul soul winning prevents you from polishing the same coin over and over. From polishing the same coin over, over and over. Hey, Master. Why are you preaching for so long? Most of you, when you're watching your team, Manu being beaten, you don't like the match to end. You're always saying they should add extra minutes. You're always saying, hey, the match should not end. Let them add an extra 10 minutes. So why should we end the service early? And right now God is about to score a goal into your life. A pastor is about to score the the goal that will make the difference in your life. And you want us to end early. Are you seeing how your spirit is dead? Are you seeing how you have a dead spirit? Tell about you have a dead spirit. If you want the things of the world. More than the things of God. Or what woman. Having ten silver coins. If she loses one coin. Does not light a lamp and sweep the house. And search carefully until she finds it. Verse 9. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Verse 10. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. Ladies and gentlemen, it is important to avoid the mistake of carefully counting and polishing over and over our treasured coins instead of going to look for the lost coin. The lost coin in this parable spoke of the unbeliever. Why is it that only a few people get involved in soul winning? When people start new churches, we see them doing a lot of soul winning. But after some time, they stop doing soul winning. Because they get comfortable, they have enough coins. But before Jesus went away, he emphasized on the preaching of the gospel to the lost. He said it is sad that... Today we are not winning souls Just as Jesus had instructed the church When he began Although the command to go out And reach out to the lost was a priority It has been relegated to the background And many of us are making the mistake Of polishing the same coin Over and over and over The already established church members Are a coin The already established love group members Are a coin Stop polishing that coin over and over Stop making that coin brighter and brighter. Leave that coin and go and find that one lost queen, lost coin and bring it in and polish it. Then go and find another one. Bring it in and polish it. Don't make the mistake of polishing the same coin over and over and over. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, when one coin is found, there's a lot of joy. So the lost coin, the lost coin, represents the lost and dying sinners. When we bring in the anointed teachers and preachers to our churches to preach, they are actually polishing our coins. When we hold marriage seminars and marriage enrichment groups, when we hold conferences, when we hold camps, we to, what, we, what we are doing is more polishing and more polishing. It is our time to turn our attention to the supreme task of the church, which is to win the the lost at any cost. It is time for us to harvest the masses that are waiting for a preacher. We should avoid the mistake of polishing the same coin over and over. Stop polishing the coin in your love group. Start bringing in new people. Go and look for that lost coin and bring it in and begin to polish that coin. You cannot be polishing the same coin in your love groups over and over and over and over. It is time you go out and bring what? The lost coin and polish it. For there is so much joy when one coin that was lost is found. If you have 99 coins and you lose one, you leave the 99 and go looking for that one coin. That one coin signifies the unbeliever. When the church focuses on the 99 and forgets the one, it is basically polishing the lost coin. It's basically polishing the coins that it already has over and over and forgetting the lost coin. Your love group has forgotten the lost coin. Your love group has forgotten the lost coin. Your love group is busy polishing the coins that are in the house and you've forgotten that one command you have, Lynette, of reaching out to the lost coin and polishing that other coin. The coin that is outside is waiting for you to find it. It is waiting for you to bring it in and to polish it. If you don't go for it, nobody will go for it. If you don't search for it, nobody will search for it. If you don't light your lamp and search under the bed, search under the seats, search outside, nobody will bring in that lost coin. And that coin will not be polished. But you'll be busy here polishing the same coins over and over. How much polishing will you do to the same coins? How much of polishing will you do? To what extent will you keep polishing these coins? Ask your neighbor to what extent. Will you keep polishing these coins? Hey! So go forth and find the lost coin. Number what? Number nine or number ten? I'm getting to number ten. Number nine. We must be soul winners because we must save people from building their houses on sand. We must be soul winners because we must save people from building their houses on sand. Matthew chapter 7, verse 26. Matthew chapter seven verse twenty six, and everyone that heareth these these sayings of mine and doeth them, and not shall be likened unto and doeth them and doeth, okay, let me use the New King James. But everyone who hears these things of mine, these sayings of mine, and does not do them, will will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. Verse twenty seven, and the rain is descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and it was and great was its fall ladies and gentlemen there is no solid rock you can build your life on minus Jesus Christ anything else you are building your life on is sand and the truth of the matter is sand will one day collapse your house if you build your life on career a career will end at one point. You'll be retired. If you build your life on marriage, one day, even the sweetest of marriages, there's nothing like beautiful ever after. Even the best of marriages ends in tears. It ends one person crying at the grave because the other has gone. Ladies and gentlemen, if you build your house on sand, at one point, it will collapse. So winning souls is helping people avoid the mistake Of building their houses on sand. Stop being mindful of 50 years. And not being careful of eternity. Because you don't know where you'll go. But you're busy building your life on sand. Psalms 127 verse 1. Psalms 127 verse 1. The Bible says in Psalms 127 verse 1. Except the Lord builds the house. They labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Unless the Lord builds your career, you're doing it in vain. Unless the Lord changes your life, you're wasting your time. Unless the Lord builds your marriage, you can't keep it. Unless the Lord helps you finish school, you will not be able to. Unless the Lord gives value to that degree, it's a toilet paper. Unless the Lord builds a city, those who build do it in vain. So you could be busy building on sand and you don't not winning souls. Pastor, was busy at work. Oh, pastor, I had this to do. You are busy building on sand your relationship with your girlfriend. So you don't even have time for love group. You don't have time for church. Even right now, you're looking at your watch because you're promised to meet your girlfriend at, at 1.15 and it is 1.06. So you're planning on how you will live. Ladies and gentlemen, all that you're doing, you're building on sand and anything that is built on sand, when the rains begin to fall, the thing will collapse. Oh, now. me, I want to become a career person. Go ahead and become a career person. But if the Lord does not build your career, it's a matter of time. The thing will come crumbling down. If the Lord does not change, if the Lord does not build the city, if God does not change your life, you're wasting your time. Those who build, do it in vain. Those who watch over that city, watch in vain. Unless the Lord does it for you, Unless the Lord watches over your marriage, you cannot watch your husband. You do it in vain. Unless the Lord keeps you in love, you do it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over your children. Ah, Master, why did you not come to church? Oh, you know I have children. I have to take care of them. Ah! <laughs> Unless the Lord watches over those children, those children can get spoiled right before your eyes. Yes, they can be watching pornography in your house. You, you are watching pornography in your, with your mother's internet. And she didn't know. The phone she bought you, you used it to watch pornography. And she didn't know. Inside the house of your pastor, your mother is a pastor, you would watch pornography. The father is a pastor and she would watch pornography inside the house. Unless the Lord watches over. Unless the Lord watches over. So when you win souls, you help people avoid the trap of building their lives on sand. You are building your life on sand anything minus the foundation of Jesus is sand. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, anything minus the foundation of Jesus is sand. Number 10 and the last one. You must be a soul winner because soul winning helps you to avoid false balance. You must be a soul winner because soul winning helps you avoid a false balance. A false balance, the Bible says, is an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs eleven verse one: A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. You see, in the in the in today's world, there's a lot of imbalance in the work of God. A false balance is a very terrible thing. The Bible calls and a, a, a false balance, an abomination. Too much emphasis is being placed on already established church members, already established love group members, and so much neglect is being left to the lost and the dying. It's like ten people trying to lift up a heavy log. Nine of them are at one end of the log. And only one person at the other end. This is a false balance. How can you have ten people trying to lift a log? And nine people are here. And this side has only been left to one person. Too much emphasis is being put on already established church members that you forget to go out and reach out to the lost. Too much emphasis is being put on the already established love group members that you've put a false balance. So one person is on this side trying to lift it alone. That's an imperfect balance. A balance that is not correct, and the Lord hates such. You see, some statistics were telling us that there are over 1,000 groups, in this case tribes and races, of people who have never heard of the ghost-believing once? It is also said that 94% of ministers are preaching to 90% of the world's population. Can you imagine? 94% of ministers are preaching to 94... 99% of the world's population. No, am I saying the correct thing? Sorry. 94% of ministers are preaching to 9% of the world's population. So 94 is preaching to 1%, to 9%. So 91% has not been reached. So this means that 6% of all ministers are struggling to remain with 90, 91% of the world's harvest. It's no wonder that the religions like Islam are gaining more ground in sections of the world that the Christians have refused to. Like right now in Europe, Europe was what that sent Christianity to us. Right now the mayor of London is Muslim. The mayor of London is Muslim. They are gaining ground. There's a city, there's a place in London, I was watching some documentary, that is fully owned by Muslims. They practice Sharia law in that area because they own the whole of that place. Other religions are gaining ground. And you and me are busy focusing on the 91%, the 99%, or the 91%, whatever percentage it is. But others are dying. Over 1,000 tribes and races have not heard about Jesus. They don't know about Jesus. But you've heard a million times. We are busy focusing on the polished coins. And a lot of other coins outside are dying. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a false balance. When you're busy focusing on your, just your few sheep, Meshach, who already know Jesus, at the expense of someone who doesn't know Jesus, you have, a, you, have a, you have a false balance. When it's just about you, you want us to visit you alone. You want us to pray with you. You want us to counsel you. You want us to interact with you. You give us no time to go and visit others. Because if you are strong, you would be visiting others with us. But now you've refused to be a strong Christian. We are forced to focus on you you will also be answerable before God in heaven. Because you are also helping us. Or actually, you are the cause of the false balance. When you win souls, you avoid, you avoid a false balance. Tell me about when you win souls, you avoid a false balance. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Father, in the name of Jesus, this message is so strong in my heart. that We need to win souls. We need to avoid a false balance. And Father, I ask that you lay this burden on us today. A burden of soul winning. A burden of going out to the highways and the byways to get souls. Father, it's practically impossible to please you without winning souls. Lord, the heartbeat of Jesus is the souls of men. And today, Lord, I ask that you lay it upon everybody under the sound of my voice. Give them this burden to win souls Lord. But right now, I ask that you transfer the burden into their hearts, O God. Let people leave this place, Lord, with a burden for souls, Lord. Not the burden for cars, not the burden for houses, the burden for souls, O God. Not the burden for marriage, not the burden for beloveds, but the burden for souls, Lord. Father, lay it in our hearts, O oh God. Lay it in our hearts in a way that only you can lay, O oh God. The Bible says, as many as the Lord of the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Lord, no, the Spirit is leading us to win souls, O oh God. Father, I ask that everybody under the sound of my voice, will be, there will be a burning sensation in their heart. A strong conviction in their heart for the souls of men. Father, send us to the harvest field. Because they, but the the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he may send laborers. Lord, I'm praying to you right now that you send us for this laborers. Lord, send us for these laborers. Send us for this laborers, Lord. We are willing to go, O God. We are willing to go, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we want to go. We want to go, Lord. We want to go. If there is anyone here right now, under the sound of my voice. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. I want you to walk with, walk, walk straight to me. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're here and you're not born again, first shoot up your hand. Shoot up your hand and I'll pray with you. You're not born again. If you die right now, you don't know where you'll go. You've not made up your place. Come. Thank you for those hands. Now walk to me. Walk to me. Don't be afraid. Walk to me. Come. Come. Come with your hand. Come. Come to me. Come to me. You're not born again. Pray this prayer after me. And everybody in the church, I want you to help us pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, am a I am a sinner. I know that I've sinned against you. I know that I've sinned against you. But today, Lord, but today, Lord I, come to my senses, I come to my senses. And I repent of my sins. And I of my sins. From, today, Lord, From today, Lord, I am born again. I, am born again. I, belong, to you. I belong to you. My name is mention your name. Say, my name is Bonnie Bahati. I ask that you write this name in the book of life. life. From today, today, I am born again. again, And I belong to you. you. My name name is in the book of life. In In Jesus'
1: name. name.
0: Amen. Father, I want to thank you for these wonderful souls that are in front of me right now. The Bible says that he that has begun a good work in them is faithful to bring it to a perfect conclusion. So Father, I ask that this to begin this journey, show them the right way, Lord. Let them, let them stand at the very end of life and say, I thank God I made that decision that particular day. In Jesus' name, amen. Rise up on your feet. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap offering We follow you? Why don't you follow this gentleman?